1: Cummings. On tonight's episode, we will have our featured music and this week's LGBTQ events calendar. We'll start out, however, continuing our discussion about the massacre at Pulse Nightclub in Orlando, Florida.
0: There's so much to discuss tonight, Janae. Um, we're, we're going to really try to keep up with all of the, the articles and all of the information that we're just being bombarded mm-hmm. with on a daily basis, and of course, being that this is June... Um, Pride Month, uh, there's just a lot happening, right?
1: Yeah, more happening than I think I've ever seen. Yeah, at, at least I I would agree since I've been aware.
0: Well, and and then even you know, parlaying that into the um, the discussion about gun control, the sit-in um, in Congress with the Democrats, um, all of that, you know, everything is just so tied together more than it's ever been, right? So, um the latest, of course, being that um, a uh, a sit-in um, it it has officially ended for right, now, right right um, and it so you know the commentary is it seems like the death grip of the nRA has on our political system is is starting to loosen a little bit is, is what. Some I don't know. I think saying.
1: that remains to be seen. There were four bills that went through and they were all rejected. And that is that that seems to me a very tight grip by the NRA <laughs> that the people actually have a will for something and it just simply isn't done.
0: It's a tight grip from uh, you know coming from from someone and, and I and yes, I think that's that's uh, very very uh, true. Polls have shown an an increasing amount of support for background checks, for keeping weapons out of the hands of terrorists on the no-fly list and the FBI watch list, um, th- there's a lot. You know, that you've you've seen so many of the discussions. I'm sure as have I, um, where there is just a lot of detail that one can go into when you start discussing that topic. Sure, sure. Um, but kind of going back to the sit-in. Um, uh, Speaker Paul Ryan has um, he he did adjourn, um, and they're taking a holiday break.
1: Of course, they are because that's the easiest thing they can do.
0: Yeah, until the the I believe the fifth of July, they'll mm-hmm. return. But um, I believe the Democrats have uh, said, "Well, you may find us <clears throat> literally, <clears throat> excuse me, back on the floor, <laughs> right."
1: Well, I think this really represents like a nice what I hope is sea change, attitude change for for Democrats in Congress. That you know, it's there's been a lot of talk about some about doing things. There's been a lot of silence. There's been a lot of prayer. Um, there's been a lot of discussion, but never once has there been like a real action taken. And I think this is the first time I've seen where they have simply said, "No, we're not taking this," and we're going to start going back to maybe old school types of action, right. like having a sit-in right and really kind of taking a stand and in the you know in the age of the internet and this kind of technology you can't shut that down
0: isn't that kind of wonderful it's beautiful yes so i mean you you heard both sides um and and, and of course these uh, the sides that are that are coming from uh, you know the, these occurrences are are vastly different to say you know to to uh, w- that's an understatement that it, it that it that they're very very severely different. For example, the Representative Louie Gohmert, mm-hmm. um, a staunch anti-gay Republican representative from Texas, whom, along with the vast majority of his party, they've refused to base their evidence that this was an issue of hate against the LGBT community rather than terrorism. You know, they they're 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 yelling things like, "We're talking about radical Islam. Um, radical Islam killed these people." Right. And, and it's it's really something that that we have to keep fighting in 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 that we have to say, you know, that's it's much more complex than that. And it's it's not it wasn't primari- well, primarily
1: Well, even if it was, even if we pretend that it was, right. it skips the issue, which is that the guns were accessed here mm-hmm. by by they're available due to our own lax laws due to mm-hmm. our own leniency. So we can blame it on radical Islam if we want to. Sure. But where did the guns come from?
0: Right, here. Right.
1: Who 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 allowed those things to be purchased? We did.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to really kind of chuckle as far as the how badly the um, Republicans did not want this to be broadcast, right? Oh, sure. Th- that was one of my favorite parts of the story. You know, um, let's just shut off the television cameras. Well, that'll
1: that'll fix it. In the age of Periscope and and Facebook Live and any kind of and, and any kind of live tweeting and live coverage, right? You know, cutting but, off the cable is going to really get it done.
0: Sure, but I mean, it it was obviously Representative Ryan had uh, wanted things, you know, uh, to put a clamp on things so badly. That they had discussed the possibility of having the Capitol Police um, arresting the demonstrating members of of the House, or even this is my favorite, turning off the lights and the air conditioning. Yeah.
1: Part of me thinks, you know, that's kind of his job. You know what I mean? Like he's he's the Speaker. I, he's trying to I, keep control. I, I, I he's get trying that. not to lose it. No, right. I'm not saying that these methods are good. They're horrible. Right. Right. But no, um, it, it is his job. That it is. I I can I can kind of weirdly see where he's trying to come from here sure. to, to save his own sinking ship but um, that's just not going to work.
0: Yeah right well on to what I like to what what I wanted to bring to the discussion today which is you know more positive stories you know th- things that are coming out of this tragedy that you know kind of give you remind you that there I- is good in people and that there you know there are things that that people are are doing to you know replace basically replace love with hate right Mm -hmm. and one of my favorites is um from uh the towelroad.com um the pulse orlando bouncer hero right um is going to serve as the grand marshal at the houston pride Imran Yusuf, the bouncer from uh, Pulse Orlando, who's credited with saving countless lives during last week's terror attack, will serve as honorary Grand Marshal at Houston's GOBT Pride Parade on Saturday. The 24 year old Yusuf, uh, Yous- um, who's Hindu and served with the marines in afghanistan reportedly risk getting shot to open a back door at pulse in the midst of the shooting allowing 60 to 70 people to escape Uh, yusuf will appear in the houston parade uh, alongside a 20 foot by 30 foot pride flag bearing the names of the 49 people killed in the attack attendees will also have a chance to sign the flag and meet yusuf the flag will be delivered to the orlando pride parade pride houston announced on its website it will significant or it'll signify that the houston lgbt community and our allies stand together and stand strong we stand against hate and stand for love we stand with orlando hashtag we are orlando CBS News reported last week that Yusuf was making his last rounds when the first shots rang out. Three of four shots go off, and you could tell it was a high caliber, he said. Everyone froze. I'm here in the back, and I saw people starting to pour into the back hallway, and they just sardine packed everyone, and I'm screaming, open the door, open the door, and no one is moving because they're scared there was only one choice either we all stay there and we all die or i could take the chance and i jumped over to open that latch that we so that we could get everyone that we could out of there
1: i think what what's really telling about that whole story is that so many people froze and it really takes there's in a, in a crowd like that, it really takes someone to stand up and get everyone moving. Someone has to has to snap everyone out of it and snap them back into reality and say, hey, we've got to go. And it's it's amazing that he was able to do that. Um, there were some other people, I think, also there, Joshua McGill, who was able to tie shirts over victims' wounds and get them to police. There was also... A Christopher Hansen, who climbed over, who crawled across the floor um, to help two people who were bleeding and get them outside, like those ki- that kind of heroism is, mm-hmm. it's it's wonderful, but it's also it's also great to see people responding in the face of that kind of crisis.
0: Right, right, sure. Um, you were talking about Joshua McGill in a, a Facebook post on Sunday. Um, he said that he. He had, you know, when he was talking about finding the victim who was shot and tying the shirts over the wounds and everything, he, he, uh, quote, trying to save a guy's life that I don't even know, regardless that I'm fine, just traumatized, McGill wrote. The things I had to say to the guy and make promises I didn't know I would be able to keep or not to keep him or keep him conscious while holding him as tight as I could and bled everywhere on me. McGill said he only got the first name of the victim Rodney and he says I felt God put me at the club and made me stay behind to help a complete stranger for whatever reason that may be I don't know but I do know it was hopefully to save his life McGill wrote the stranger whose life McGill ended up saving as we said is 27 year old Rodney Sumter who was bartending at Pulse Um, Sumter's mother said that her son was hit by bullets in both arms and in the back as he was running away from the nightclub. Markel Sumter told Action News Jax that his brother is alive and overwhelmed. McGill, who visited Rodney Sumter at a local hospital, told Good Morning America the bartender was stable as of Sunday night and scheduled to undergo a surgery early Monday. As he led Sumter through the parking lot, McGill said he applied pressure on his bullet wounds and walked him to the nearest officer who told McGill to stay with Sumter in the police car and squeeze his back to constrict the flow of blood. I can hear the police officers in the front seat saying, keep him conscious, talk to him, and that's when I learned his name. He said a prayer with Sumter telling him, stick with me, you're going to be fine, I promise you, everything is going to be okay.
1: It's really wonderful that people who are traumatized and, you know, maybe dying can have that kind of support, that kind of love from people they don't know.
0: It is. It is. Um, did you want to comment about the Christopher Hansen who crawled on the floor to escape when the attack began? Um,
1: oh, sure. You know, I think it's it's the same kind of thing. It's 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 another case of someone seeing people, seeing his or her community in need and going out to that person. You don't have to know them. You know, you don't have to be familiar with that person. That is another human being and that's a life and you, that's something that you need to try to save if you can.
0: It, it, it does restore your faith, if you want to put it that way. It in, does, in it humanity. does. I think
1: that kind of heroism is at least some minor silver lining to all of this, that there are these wonderful people out there who are doing what they can.
0: Yeah, yeah. And as these... Um, stories continue to to come out you know a a lot of these 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 stories have have not been talked about they haven't been released they haven't been discussed well we're
1: too busy often talking about the gunman about about this this person who who has wiped out so many lives instead of the people who were saved instead of the people who did great work who did great things great loving touching things and also the lives that were taken we don't know any of those stories or at least very few of them
0: sure Um, I'd like to mention one of the things in our our community and I know we've discussed it a little bit on the show uh, last time when uh, Justin Ford was with us but um, I was just so impressed and so struck at this community uh, with Bloomington and uh, the vigil Mm -hmm. that I attended and um, and how it was it was conducted, um, the speakers, uh, it was just an amazing experience. And you know it, it's it's not a, the first time that I've that I felt that way. Sure. but um, I, I think uh, n- number wise, we, if I'm not mistaken, it was over. It a was thousand over a thousand people, people right? you
1: know, and not just people from the LGBTQ plus community, but also allies in Bloomington who yes. who were touched by this crisis and came out to show their their love and support. And um, that really is telling of the kind of community we live in.
0: Many allies, I I agree, and that that was an amazing thing. I, I told a friend that, you know, it's it's really interesting, you know, you, you have uh, groups of friends from different walks of life, right, so sure. to speak, um, work and school and this and that, and when you go out in, in town or, you know, go to dinner or whatever, just you're in, in a public area, you how rare is it that you can actually be in the same place with all these people? That was one of the things sure. that struck me about I mean, I guess that, that is, that is the... uh, And such a diverse crowd. uh, Oh, so, so incredibly diverse. Um, But I guess that's community, right? Mm -hmm. That's what community is all about. But yeah, very, very nice.
1: So it's now time for our first music break this evening. We'll get back to our discussion and turn it towards the hate that causes events such as the Pulse tragedy in just a few moments. Pop star Rachel Platten is set to perform a musical tribute to the victims of the Orlando shooting during Logo's third annual Trailblazer Honors, Saturday at 8 p.m. on VH1 and Logo. Platten will be performing Stand By You and Fight Song. The massacre at Orlando's Pulse nightclub on June 12th resulted in 49 dead and 53 injured, the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. Since then, many artists have paid tribute to the, vi- the victims through music, including Melissa Etheridge, Keith Urban, Queen, and dozens of Broadway stars. The trailblazer honor sheds light on pioneers fighting for equality in the LGBTQ plus community. This year's event is set to honor Orlando as part of LOGO's We Are Orlando themed programming. Here is Rachel Platten with Stand By You.
0: listening to blooming out on wfhb and um we just heard stand by you rachel platten um there is a a logo um we are orlando theme program this saturday and she is going to be the performer for that um and do a uh, tribute um to the uh pioneers fighting equality for the lgbt community and um so the discussion that we have is about the events occurring on June 11th at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. It, we we kind of want to turn the discussion towards the hate of the LGBT community and, and talk about how there are many instances of, of a hate still happening nearly two weeks after this, this tragic event. Um okay so here here's the question what's happening Janae?
1: What do you mean uh, Generally
0: uh, ge- in general w- what is happening Things are things are what I'm seeing is things are there th- a lot of people would say that there is is a dramatic increase in LGBTQ crime mm-hmm. um hate crimes um legislation is um being amped up it seems
1: I think it's fear. You know, we, we, we've we come a long way in a few short years, and I think people are starting to freak out. Um, mm-hmm. People who are like, well, you know, we gave them marriage and that was enough, and now they want more, and now they want more. And right. I think it's starting to upset these people, these very conservative people. I mean, even with even with Pulse, what it overshadowed actually was someone traveling out to LA to commit another crime at, at an LA Pride event or Hollywood Pride event. Right. You know, these things are these things are building.
0: hmm Um, and this is, and a little, at addition to that, that person being from Indiana, mm-hmm. and having either an NRA bumper sticker or license plate, I believe, just. A, you know, I, I think well,
1: that's and it's the kind of thing that is being swept under the rug. We don't really hear about it mm-hmm. because we're discussing all these other things, which we should be, but you right. know, some things are sliding under the radar that deserve our attention as well.
0: Well, the um, so this this brings me to the the next article, and this is from politico.com. Orlando Shooter's alleged lover. It was revenge, not terrorism. And we're finding out more about you know this and and other um, facets of, of 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 what occurred and and some of it we are finding we were not told the truth, mm-hmm. which often happens in a you know a, a catastrophic kind of a, event.
1: Well, you know, they're trying news outlets are trying to get out information as fast as they can, and mm-hmm. they get a lot of things wrong.
0: Sure. So. Well, this one. Um, from politico.com says um, a man who claimed to be the lover of orlando gunman omar mateen said the june 12 massacre at a gay nightclub was motivated by revenge not terrorism in an interview with univision the man said mateen was 100 percent gay and that the two had carried on a friends with benefits relationship after meeting last year through a gay dating app he said he had reported his relationship with mateen to the fbi and had been interviewed multiple times. The FBI also confirmed to Univision that it has met with him. The man who wore a disguise in his interview with Univision and was identified as only Miguel said Mateen's attack at Orlando's Pulse nightclub was the result of a sexual encounter with two Latino men, one of which Mateen later discovered was HIV positive. The attack carried out at the nightclub's Latino night was Mateen's attempt at taking revenge against a specific community of gay men who he felt had used and rejected him, the man said. He adored Latinos, gay Latinos with brown skin, but he felt rejected. He felt used by them. There were moments in the Pulse nightclub that made him feel really bad. Guys used him. That really affected him. Miguel told Univision, I believe this crazy, horrible thing he did, that was revenge. Miguel described Mateen as a very sweet guy who loved to be cuddled and frequent in gay bars. He said he was stunned when he discovered Mateen had been the shooter at Pulse, that it was impossible that a man I know could do that. Attorney General L- Loretta Lynch has said investigators are still looking in to Mateen's contacts from the months leading up to the attack. We stand with you to say that the good in this world far outweighs the evil that our human or common humanity transcends our differences and that our most effective response to terror and to hatred is compassion its unity and its love Lynch told reporters specifically addressing the LGBT community on Tuesday we stand with you today as we grieve together and long after the cameras are gone we will continue to stand with you as we grow together in commitment in solidarity and and equality, that was um, one of my favorite little parts of of what has been, you know, t- making a bad um, story good is mm-hmm. is uh, Attorney General Lynch.
1: I think what's necessary to remember that whether whatever they find out about any kind of um, terrorist contacts, that kind of figure intentions is still a hate crime this is still a crime per- perpetrated mm-hmm. on a group of people out right. of hate, whether it's revenge, anger, whatever it is, this is a hate crime and we need to remember it as such. Sure. I think trying to sweep it under the umbrella of simply terrorism takes away from the, from the impact that this, that this should truly have on our society. Right. It's an easy way to kind of ignore that this was an LGBTQ plus community and just say, well, it's just another group of Americans who have been gunned down. Right. by by some by some boogeyman from far away.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah the um as part of, of of that and this is um an article that i that I found just today and this is from bisexual.org and in fact it was that it's titled it was a hate crime regardless of the shooter's orientation and this brings up some some really good um points I'll just I'll kind of Uh, go over it, it's a short article, but it says um, on June 12th, Omar Mateen terrorized and murdered 49 innocent people who were just out for a fun night of drinks and dancing with friends at an LGBT club called Pulse in Orlando, Florida. His father reportedly told the police that his son had been motivated to commit the massacre by the sight of two men kissing in the park. That sight apparently so enraged Omar that he spent the next week's researching the LGBT community using LGBT dating apps repeatedly visiting the nightclub in order to case the place, buying guns and ammunition, all because he saw hashtag two men kissing. This is all part of the from Mm bisexual.org. And it says, does that story seem unlikely to you? That's because it probably is according to some credible accounts omar martin was a closeted gay or bisexual man it seems likely that he was using those dating apps and visiting the nightclub for the same reason so many other lgbt people do the shooter's true motivations were certainly more complex than simple brutish homophobia he swore an oath to isis during the massacre and he made pronouncements about how he wanted the United States to stop bombing his ancestor's country of Afghanistan. Still, regardless of Omar's sexual orientation, homophobia was a key motivation. You see, some LGBT people harbor internalized homophobia, which makes them hate themselves and sometimes even compels them to act out violently against other LGBT people as a psychological defense mechanism. While it can be difficult for many straight people to understand, It's a story that is all too familiar to the LGBT community. We are bullied daily by brutes like Omar who lack the courage to face themselves in the mirror. The truth is, some closeted gay or bisexual men can be extremely triggered by seeing two men kiss because the sight arouses feelings in them that they don't want to face. For all we know, his father's story is true. Omar may have exaggerated disgust out of shame due to the fact that his religious father would never accept his same-sex attraction, or the disgust may have been real and very personal, or both. Fear of being rejected by family is one factor that keeps many people in the closet. The shooter also had a wife. Did she know? Maybe she caught him sneaking around on dating apps and in nightclubs. Maybe he excused it by saying he was casing the place. She later admitted to police that she knew he had been considering an attack upon the club. Or maybe Omar really was casing the place and his apparent LGBT orientation was just an act to ruse to help him get to his victims. We cannot be certain. The point is that it doesn't really matter. This shooter was a disturbed individual. Whether he was straight or LGBT, the fact he was raised in a homophobic society a culture which compelled him to act out hyper-masculine stereotypes or risk rejection by those closest to him, played a key role in developing his twisted obsession with murdering LGBT people. It was a hate crime. Omar Mateen was a homophobe who murdered LGBT people out of sheer hatred, and that is one thing about which we can be certain. So please don't let anyone get away with claiming that this mass shooting wasn't a hate crime. It was as is every act of violence directed towards lgbt people as a result of the virus we call homophobia as you know that we are used to it we have had to deal with it our entire lives all of us we stand together along with our supportive friends families and allies and we will never give up our fight for equal rights hashtag we are our orlando and again that that was on uh, bisexual.org
1: you know we talk about um, I think the environment uh, that that brings about this kind of behavior. And it's I think we see it also in our politics where where our candidates or our our, our politicians are kind of ramping up um, this aggression and the, these feelings of hostility um, within the public. I mean, you see it even with um, Donald Trump, who has mm-hmm. created some kind of evangelical, Advice council full of just rabidly anti LGBT people. It's you right. know it's Sherry Falwell Jr. and Michelle Bachman and right. uh, people like the, um,
0: what is it the, the uh, thrice married yeah televangelist yeah. Paula White
1: right right <laughs> you know and people who believe that gays and lesbians are perverse people that that they're pedophiles that you know they're likely to abuse children and so you know people people internalize this. Mm-hmm. And then when they when they see LGBT people out in the community, it's it's in some ways it's no surprise that they behave the way they do. Sure. When this is when this is the environment in which we're living.
0: Well, you are listening to Blooming Out on W F H B. We'll wrap up our discussion here in a few moments, but we would like to get to our next music break at this time, and I'm happy to. Um, play this this artist christina aguilera posted a new song on her website last thursday revealing that 100 percent of the itunes download proceeds between now and september 14th will be donated to the national compassion fund a group who donates directly to victims of mass crime the horrific tragedy that occurred in orlando continues to weigh heavily on my mind aguilera wrote on her site I'm sending so much love and so many prayers to the victims and their families. Like so many, I want to help be part of the change of this world uh, that this world needs to make in a beautiful, inclusive place where humanity can love each other freely and compassionately. The lyrics of the moving song promote acceptance and love. Who you love or the color of your skin or the place that you were born and grew up in shouldn't decide how you will be treated. Because we're all the same when everybody's breathing, Aguilera sings. Waiting for a change to set us free. Waiting for the day when you can be you and I can be me. The pop diva also shared the song on her social media accounts, writing, We are all in this together, as one, united by love. Hashtag change. Here is Christina Aguilera with change.
3: I was young, I would look in the mirror Didn't know it then, but now it couldn't be clearer I remember being filled with such wonder Before learning that the world can be harsher the color of your skin, or the place that you were born and grew up in, shouldn't decide how you will be treated, cause we're all the same when everybody's breathing, waiting for a change to set us free, waiting for the day when you can be. Didn't see it then, but now it couldn't
0: be clearer. Support for WFHB and Blooming Out comes from The Back Door, downtown Bloomington's queerest bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there's something for everyone every day of the week. The Back Door is located at 207 South College in the alley behind Atlas Bar. More information on Facebook or online at bckdoor.com.
1: We're back for the final time discussing outpouring of support to the LGBTQ plus community from various stars, along with why it's important that we do not give in to fear during this Pride season or ever for that matter. Um, One star or athlete who particularly uh, stood out to me was Orlando Cruz, who is the reigning super featherweight champion of the North American boxing organization. Um, He's making sure his voice is heard loud and clear. Uh, He's the first active boxer in the history of the sport to be openly gay. And he's going to pay a posthumous tribute to the victims, I think, in an upcoming fight, um, when he's going to face Southpaw Alejandro Valdez, um, since he revealed his his orientation in 2012, he's become a strong spokesperson for our community and he said, I will fight for my pride as a fighter, but also for my gay community. I cannot understand why there is so much hatred against the gay community. We are equal and we are not a group. We are all equal. We are all one people. And this is fascinating to me in part because, I mean, he's a boxer. Right. You know, he is a Latinx boxer. And if ever there was, there are two communities where this is certainly not acceptable, mm-hmm. it is this one, mm-hmm. particularly for fighters. Um, it's, it's 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 courageous and it's incredible.
0: Sure. One of my favorite things about it is this um the article that you're referencing did not come from it was not an LGBTQ um you know forum article or or you know from uh, from uh any any kind of a um LGBTQ um source mm-hmm. it was from this it was from boxingscene.com right that 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 alone is is really cool to me i'm like
1: really no it's great and that this message gets out to so many people who wouldn't otherwise hear it sure. and that so many people will see this kind of courage from one of their fighters is really fantastic um before his upcoming fight he says there will be a 10 bell salute for the victims and all of his attire from the fight will also will also kind of be decorated or designed to honor those people. Um, he noted that he has a friend who was killed, he, was, he has a friend who was among the victims and another who mm-hmm. was seriously injured. And um, he hopes that his fight against Valdez will be for all of them.
0: Right, right. I love the, the quote, I will fight for my pride as a fighter, but also for my gay community. I cannot understand why there's so much hatred against the gay community. We are human, we are not a group, we are all equal, we're all one people.
1: I wish there were more athletes who had that courage. So do I. You so. know, and 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 in bigger sports than boxing. Like I'm not I this is the first time I've heard of Orlando Cruz and I consider myself a a boxing fan, oh. but um no, I've heard his name, but I've not seen him fight. Sure. But, uh, you know, if we had if we had more athletes and even bigger sports, more soccer players, more basketball players, football players, you know, who are able to speak out and do so, you know, while they're still playing, while they're still active and while they're still popular and not mm. retired, right. it would really be a wonderful thing, particularly in situations like this.
0: I couldn't agree more. Well, um, so m- referring to, um, you know, we're talking about the athletes, we're um, also talking about actors. Um, people who, um, who are, are recognized as uh, people that are, that are um, entertainers. And uh, this one in particular is from instinctmagazine.com. It's Andrew Garfield uh, shares heartfelt letter in Wake of Orlando shooting tragedy. So uh, the British-American actor Andrew Garfield is well-known for his roles in films The Social Network and The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, after attending a vigil for Orlando victims in London's Soho district last week, Garfield shared an emotional essay in Time Out London. He writes, In the wake of Orlando, this is a matter of life and death, and pride is a celebration of the miracle of life, a celebration of a community who have had to fight and are still fighting for their basic human rights, a community of lovers who are outrageously forced to continually say, see me, see me deeper accept me no don't just accept me love me celebrate my presence on this earth welcome me don't just tolerate me see me as i am and love me as i am your brother your sister he continues in a modern age when the twitter post seems to count for activism my experience is that there is nothing quite as healing and life-affirming as hands-on hands tears with tears flesh with flesh sorrow with sorrow love is a verb it feels like the time more than ever to stand with love to fight fiercely for love to build bridges across these imaginary divides that are trying to keep us segregated in fear of what is other than us so we're hearing from so many different um, artists uh, musicians uh, actors and in a way that is that's kind of bringing our own community together, especially the allies. Right. And, and that's something that's really struck me as, y- y- you know that there, there are people that are out there that su- support you, they are, they are allies. They may not be lesbian, they may not be gay, they may not be you know, transgender, uh, but they have the same um, opinion or feeling that people are people and that is something that 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 we do continue to hear
1: well allies are valuable i think any any great any great movement has has been pushed along by its allies you know like they're the people who yes. who have helped us get right. civil rights and, and uh, in all ways so you know you can't we we can't do it alone um something i'd like to talk about though uh there is There was an article in the Huffington Post written by Kevin Thornton who sings in a band, in a queer alternative country band called Indiana Queen, which is one of the strongest names I think I've heard. Um, But I'm going to read this. It's called We Must Not Give In to Fear This Pride Season. I hope you don't get shot. It was slightly less offensive when my friend said it to me a year ago. It was the day after the Supreme Court decision to legalize same-sex marriage nationwide, and we were the first musical act of the day at Nashville Pride. Thanks for putting my idea in the head, jerk. I responded. Shortly after walking onto the stage, I remember looking up at the towering buildings that surrounded the plaza where Nashville's Pride Festival takes place and imagining the worst. It was a thought, it was a dark thought to be in- entertain, but ultimately irrational, I decided. Nashville is mostly a progressive town, but the neighboring communities wouldn't be considered such. The sort of people who might march through a target screaming about bathrooms, they definitely live in the surrounding rural areas. Gay, gay marriage sur- surely has some of them riled up that day, but preaching about trans people and home furnishing is a far cry from actually murdering people. Yesterday we were once again the first act of the day at Kentucky Anna Pride in Louisville, Kentucky, exactly one week from the sh- shootings in Orlando. This was the first day of gay-related events since that tragic day, and I again thought about the terrible possibilities. Only this time it wasn't an irrational, morbid nightmare. It was completely within the realm of reality. Might there now be another lunatic out there inspired and empowered by last week's horrific events? Last year I walked on a stage following a quite happy day in history, thinking about getting shot yesterday i walked on stage after a terrible day in history thinking about getting shot this is the wrong direction right i'm slightly embarrassed to admit i was afraid but i was it's so damn unfortunate that on a day of celebration thousands of gay people around the country and world must act despite a growing reality of danger and show up proudly in public but we must continue to do so we cannot give into fear and retreat into hiding be safe and alert but be loud and proud they cannot win
0: thank you janae For our last music break this evening, we turn to a piece from Rolling Stone about Melissa Etheridge. After the shooting at Orlando's Pulse nightclub, people have tried to find a way to cope with the feelings that left them reeling from the senseless killing. Melissa Etheridge was equally heartbroken when she heard the news while on tour and she told Rolling Stone that she had to write a song in response. I'm dealing with it the way I deal which is I wrote a song she said I just sat here and I just started writing a song that's how I first start to cope because as a singer-songwriter I feel very I've done this before I feel called to speak to do what musicians do we've been the town criers for hundreds of years we're mirrors of society we want to try to make sense we want to try to heal We want to bring some meaning, some purpose. We also want to put it down forever in history. That's how I'm coping. She went into the studio and she said she titled the song Pulse after the name of the club because, quote, there's just something very poetic and very meaningful about the name. You just start thinking about your own pulse. It's the way I've always felt about the gay movement, the gay issue. Here we are, people who are loving, we are fighting for who we want to love. The song is now available on iTunes and Spotify. Etheridge is donating all proceeds to Equality Florida. Here is Melissa Etheridge with Pulse.
4: Everybody's got a pain inside Imaginary wounds they fight to hide How can I hate them When everybody's got a pulse I dream in a world that wants my soul It tells me if I hate, I can't control But I don't believe it I cannot conceive it Cause everybody's got a pulse I am human I am love And my heart beats With my blood Love will always win Underneath the skin Everybody's got a pulse Then I hang my head to cry I can't find the reason why they died We will find the answer Blowing in the wind But everybody's got a pulse. I am human I am love And my heart beats with my blood Love will always win underneath the skin. Everybody's got a pulse. Who you gonna hate now when there's no one left but you? Who you gonna gun down if you can't kill the truth that's inside of us? It's inside of love side of post I am human, I am love and my heart beats in my blood love will always win underneath the skin everybody's got a pulse. I am human, I am love, and my heart beats in my blood. Love will always win, underneath the skin, everybody's got a pulse. I am human, I am love, and my...
0: And here's a roundup of upcoming LGBTQ plus events in Bloomington and surrounding communities. If you're an LGBT youth looking for safe space, join Prism Youth community for a photo, photo scavenger hunt at Hopscotch Coffee tonight from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. <sighs>
1: You don't have a lot of time to get to that, so you better hop in the car and go. Um, Same with this next one. If you'd like to join Indie Pride tonight with the Bag Ladies for a fundraising show to benefit the victims of the Orlando Pulse shooting, you have an hour to get north and to get to Greg's nightclub.
0: If I could get up there, I I would. That sounds wonderful. So the Indiana Youth Group will have Parents of Pride Super Saturday on June 25th from 9 a.m. to noon. Um, The Parents of Pride offers adults in the lives of LGBTQ youth education and support in order to create accepting households. More information can be found at Indiana indianayouth.group. Sorry. Indiana Youth Group dot org backslash parents.
1: Join the Bloomington Urban Outfitters on Kirkwood Avenue this Saturday to celebrate LGBT pride and support a positive stance against discrimination. Be sure to check out Urban Outfitters Pride perks during the event and discuss ways to become involved with Bloomington Pride from 1 to 6 p.m.
0: The Chicago Pride Parade will be held this Sunday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central Time in Chicago's Boys Town. You can find more information about the parade on Facebook. And if you'd like your event added to our event calendar, please email us at bloomingoutwfhb.org. At you can also call us at 812 323 1200, tweet us at bloomingoutwfhb, visit our Blooming Out Facebook page, or find us on Instagram. Thank you for tuning in tonight.
1: To end our show this evening, we have one last musical tribute. Please stay tuned after the credits to hear a song by singer-songwriter Brandon Parsons. It was written by Parsons the day after the shooting in Orlando. During many points of the taping, he had to stop because he kept crying. Stay tuned for 49 times. The executive producer of Blooming Out is Joe Crawford. The producer is Ryan Shaddy. Board engineer is Andrew Sims. For Blooming Out and Jeff Poling, I'm Janae Cummings. Tune in again next week at 6 p.m. or listen to us online at bloomingout.com.
5: more than you to tear us down. So let your colors fly free. We are forever strong. Inside the shadows and you were dancing through the night When every moment feels like hours when all the shots rang out again When lives are held for ransom As he holds it in his hands. And in the peak of the night, our hearts slowly die as we fell off the boards forty-nine times.